I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to First Formation, a spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord ordained his blessing, life forevermore. Genesis chapter 49, verse 29 through chapter 50, verse 14. Then he charged them, saying to them, I am about to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my ancestors in a cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in a cave in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, in the land of Canaan, in the field that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried. And there I buried Leah, the field and the cave that is in it were purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob ended his charge to his sons, he drew up to his feet into the bed. He drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Then Joseph threw himself on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. Joseph commanded to the physicians in his service to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. They spent 40 days in doing this, for that is the time required for embalming, and the Egyptians wept for him 70 days. When the days of weeping for him were past, Joseph addressed the household of Pharaoh. If now I have found favor with you, please speak to Pharaoh as follows. My father made me swear an oath. He said, I am about to die. In the tomb that I hewed out for myself in the land of Canaan, there you shall bury me. Now, therefore, let me go up, so that I may bury my father. Then I will return. Pharaoh answered, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. With him went all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his household, and all the elders of the land of Egypt, as well as all the household of Joseph, his brothers, and his father's household. Only their children, their flocks, and their herds were left in the land of Goshen. Both chariots and charioteers went up with him. It was a very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they held there a very great and sorrowful, sorrowful lamentation, and he observed a time of mourning for his father seven days. When the Canaanite inhabitants of the land saw the mourning on the threshing floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning on the part of the Egyptians. Therefore the place was named Abel Mizraim, it is beyond the Jordan. Thus his sons did for him as he had instructed them. They carried him to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave at the field of the field at Machpelah, the field near Mamre, which Abraham bought as a burial site from Ephron the Hittite. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. 
Romans chapter 14, verse 13, through chapter 15, verse 2. Let us therefore no longer pass judgment on one another, but resolve instead never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of another. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for everyone who thinks it is unclean. If your brother or sister is being injured by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. Do not let what you eat cause the ruin of one for, for whom Christ died. So do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The one who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and has human approval. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for you to make others fall by what you eat. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. The faith that you have, have as your own conviction before God. Blessed are those who have no reason to condemn themselves because of what they approve. But those who have doubts are condemned if they eat, because they do not act from faith. For whatever act, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up that neighbor. Good morning and welcome to the 16th Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Igensville, Maryland. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, we are staying with friends while uh, we look into um, remediating the lead in our house. Uh, you may remember a prayer request of mine from several days ago. I appreciate those of you who have been praying for us. Um, I, I won't go into too much of an update now other than to say that things have stabilized at least and we're now kind of looking into how to fix it so we can get back home. Um, this morning's readings come to us from a very short Psalm 133, uh, the closing of uh, the story of Jacob slash Israel in Genesis 49 and 50, and finally Romans 14 going into 15. Um, and it's, I didn't notice this before, I didn't know it at all, um, but Jacob, who's also known as Israel, is embalmed by the Egyptians, which is to say he was mummified. Um, takes 40 days to do it, and then they take him back to uh, the land that Abraham, his grandfather, bought um, from uh, the Hittite. And then when Joseph dies later, he'll also ask that his bones be brought back to that same plot of land. Um, it's many generations that won't do it until um, they are enslaved by Egypt and the story turns. Um, and then they wander for 40 years, all the while carrying Joseph's bones. And then finally, you know, maybe hundreds of years later, Joseph's bones arrive in Canaan when, they, when Joshua crosses the Jordan and begins his military campaign there. Um, and it's, it's kind of jarring to read uh, this account in Genesis um, 
because we're, I'm so used to hearing of Egypt as the enemy. Um, and that wasn't always the case. In fact, that's not how it started out. Like any good tragedy, um, the worst of enemies uh, begin as friends. Uh, not only do uh, Pharaoh's servants embalm uh, Jacob, but they also go with the, the tribes of Israel, the, the sons of Israel, of Jacob, to mourn their father uh, over across the Jordan. And uh, you don't do that if you aren't friends, if you don't um, see one another as, as allies, or really something more than allies. Um, and so it's, it's um, surprising to be reminded that this kind of arch nemesis of Israel began actually as a very close friend, thanks to Joseph. Um, and as I said uh, last week, that we don't get the, the transition. Uh, we just get a, a few lines in Exodus that explain, they just kind of set the context of now they are slaves in Egypt. Um, and last we will we'll have heard is that Joseph is a very trusted advisor of Pharaoh and, um, you know, much of uh, Egypt's resources are um, governed by and, and also lent out to the people Israel. Um, and so it's this big flip um, that sometimes, you know, we, we have to be reminded that Egypt wasn't always seen just kind of uh, almost in a knee-jerk reaction as, as an enemy. But in fact, Egypt has been Israel's friend. Um, one of the, I think, perhaps the first um, large civilization that um, the uh, Abrahamic kind of families encounter and actually kind of um, enter into. Abraham is called out of Ur, and they live as nomads. So does his son Isaac, and um, then Isaac's son Jacob, and his two wives and his children who become the 12 tribes of Israel. They're all nomads. Uh, they more or less wander. And it isn't until Joseph, um, the youngest son of Isaac, I'm sorry, Jacob, um, it isn't until Joseph is sold as a slave, into Egypt, but rises through the ranks um, that um, the people Israel encounter and uh, are become embedded in uh, this large civilization. Um, and so, uh, and they, their experience is not good. They get called right back out of it in, in a couple of generations. Um, but their story is um, one of, you know, um, tragedy, certainly. Um, they their initial experience with landed, settled um, uh, civilization with borders and domestic concerns um, begins well. Joseph does very well by himself and by for his family, um, but that begin that goes sour eventually, and they are made slaves because they're so numerous that the same kind of benefits of settled um, agrarian civilization as opposed to pastoral, you know, moving around versus, uh, you know, possessing and inhabiting land, um, 
it uh, it doesn't go very well, and it's it's this concern for who gets what um, that arises out of this settled civilization that in um, Israel's pastoral history wasn't really wasn't as much of a concern. Nomads typically uh, they have a different view of the world. They have um, they have to rely on one another. Um, the the risks and rewards are very different, um, and so it's this this story of um, civilization and wilderness, of friends and enemies, um, and uh, that what we get this morning is this very you know kind of casual and yet profound reminder that um, you know the pretext to the story that we're so familiar with is actually really complicated. That yes, they become slaves in Egypt, they escape, and chariots are drowned in the sea, blah, blah, blah. But before all that, Israel's origin story um, is is much more complicated. They are uh, allies and close friends with their future enemies. Um, and so in this age of like <laughs> Marvel and DC mega movies, uh, to get this origin story of, of a story that... Um, or people that we think we know so well is sometimes you know refreshing but also alarming to be reminded of how relationships can go bad the prayer in times of conflict from the book of common prayer oh god You have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.